This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race for a sales position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kevin Harvick is going to get there first. Oh, but a matter of inches over Austin Dillon. I don't even know how he did that. Great job. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity. Internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another get-together that comes after playoff race number one for the NASCAR Cup Series and a playoff race that was won by Kevin Harvick. He was able to pick up the win in the Cookout Southern 500. We'll talk with Kevin about that win and his outlook for the rest of the playoffs coming up on the big show. Coming up as well, Clint Boyer will join us. We'll talk about his season and his chances for making the championship four in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series winner from Darlington, Ben Rose, will be on today's show as well. But with this weekend, the series will return to Richmond for the final race of the regular season before their playoff run begins. Kyle Busch is winless in 2020. It's rather unusual for a defending champion to go this long without a win. Or is it? We'll look back over the years to see other champions that went a while without a win. They're following their championship season. Also, we'll have a 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson, plus this week in NASCAR history and a lot more. But first, let's check the latest trending stories in NASCAR with the host of NASCAR Today, Woody Kane. Woody? Two cup drivers will be without their crew chiefs Saturday night at Richmond. Jacob Cantor will top the pit box for Kyle Busch in Virginia in place of Adam Stevens, while Greg Zipadelli will be interim crew chief for Clint Boyer instead of Johnny Klossmeyer. Both regular crew chiefs have been suspended for a race after each had two lug nuts missing following the race at Darlington Sunday. Boyer is 13th in the standings after the Southern 500 where he finished 10th and knows his team needs to pick up their performance at Richmond where he's a two-time winner with four straight top 10s. Love to compete there. Love the challenge of it, but we got to hit it. Um, been, you know, so-so on the short tracks. That's that's certainly one of my best tracks. So we got to 
kind of nail the set up and, and uh, if we can do that, we'll, we'll get us a good run and that'll go a long way to get into Bristol where we need to be. Zipidelli, the competition director for Stuart Haas Racing, won three races and four tries earlier this year with Chase Briscoe in the Xfinity Series while filling in. Cantor is crew chief on the part-time number 54 Toyota in the Xfinity Series for Joe Gibbs Racing. He and Bush won the Charlotte Xfinity race back in May together. Meanwhile, Thursday night marks the regular season finale in the Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. Derek Krause trails his former k and West Series teammate Todd Gilliland by just 10 points for the final playoff spot going in. But he's never raced at Richmond. I mean, it's definitely going to be nerve-wracking going into the last race with being 10 points out. But I feel like uh, we just got to do everything in our power and... Uh, if we end up winning or end up getting in, that's that's just what's going to happen. Sheldon Creed leads the overall playoff battle with three wins on the season. And just three races remain in the NASCAR Xfinity Series before the 12-driver playoff field is set, with two of those events coming at Richmond Raceway this weekend. Ryan Sieg feels solid in the 11th spot after battling back from a crash to finish third at Darlington. I knew we weren't, we weren't too worried about the playoff. I mean... We worried about the playoffs, but you know what I mean? It's nice to have a good points day, but we're pretty much going to make it because I don't see a, an upset or, you know what I mean, a, a surprise winner in the next couple races. But you never know, and points is uh, we've gained a little bit on it, and we're uh, excited to be in the chase pretty much, uh, but not yet. Xfinity teams race Friday night at 6.30 Eastern and Saturday afternoon at 1.30 Eastern in Virginia. Mike? Thank you, Woody. Coming up, we'll look back on Sunday night's Cookout Southern 500 from Darlington with a NASCAR Live backtracks. And later, Kevin Harvick will be by to talk about the win. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. We've got a four-pack of races coming your way from Richmond this weekend. Coverage begins Thursday night. It'll be the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series return to Richmond with the Toyota Care 250, MRN Airtime 7.30 p.m. Eastern Thursday night. Friday night, it'll be the first of two NASCAR Xfinity Series races from Richmond, the Go Bowling 250, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, the Xfinity Series back at it, Motor Racing Network Airtime, of the Virginia is for Racing Lovers 250 at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And then Saturday night, it'll be NASCAR Cup Series playoff race number two, the Federated Auto Parts 400 MRN airtime, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll have a NASCAR Live backtracks coming up next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's Dale Earnhardt. He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out. Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to him. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Wheeland would like to congratulate Kevin Harvick and his number four Stuart Haas Racing Pit Crew for the win at Darlington Raceway Sunday night. They are the Wheeland Pit Crew of the Week. Harvick's Ford may not have been the fastest on track as the laps wound down, but the veteran driver was close enough to take advantage as the lead battle smacked the wall. You know, tonight was not a night that, that you know, we felt like we had a winning car, but uh, we were in position to, to capitalize on the situation and, and win the race. But However, however we have to do it, if it winds up, you know, being eight or if it winds up being more than eight, um, it's been a great year and we're going to we're going to battle week in and week out over these next nine weeks and hopefully put ourselves in position to have a chance when we get to Phoenix. On the road, in the air and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Sunday night, the NASCAR Cup Series opened the 2020 playoffs with the granddaddy of them all, the Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington. Here's some of the best in-car audio with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. Kip Childress takes the pace truck to Pitt Road. Time for 39 drivers to dance with the lady in black. The Cookout Southern 500 is under the green flag. Clint Boyer had the position, Jeff. Kyle Busch wanted the position. He tried to move on the inside coming into turn one. Lost the nose just a bit. Came up the banking and just grazed the left rear corner of the Clint Boyer machine. Friedeker, he hasn't given anybody anything here, the 14. So be smart how you set him up. He's raced everybody hard, tight. They may get into it again before. It's okay. Now feelings are hurt. Kyle Busch into the back bumper of Clint Boyer. Shoves him all the way to the wall. Takes the spot. I raised Kyle like a Now he's going to race me like a I thought you let him go. Yeah, but Clint's got company at the back door. He's got bigger fish to fry. He's got Kurt Busch back there. He's also got Tyler Reddick back there. Eric Jones in that mix as well. Clint Boyer has his hands full right now. Stay hungry right here, man. Some on his mess behind you. Clear by one half quarter. Right to your bumper. Go by myself. Get anybody around me and I'm in trouble. And there's trouble in turn three. Ryan Blaney just got into Brad Keselowski. Shoved Keselowski into the fence. Check my right front. I got into the wall. Turn three. Steering doesn't feel too far off. Blue tire right front. And the caution flag will fly now for the second time in tonight's race. Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Team Penske teammates getting together. What the f*** was that? What's that tire going down? Toss is out, toss is out for debris off of four. Might have cut his right front now, but... No, I don't know, check the left front. The nose. 
And uh, Dave Modi, Jimmy Johnson, not looking too bad either. Not at all. He is picking up cars, being very methodical in typical Jimmy fashion. He knows we've got a long way to go in this one, but Jimmy Johnson's got a very good race car here in the early going. So we've got 10 to go. He's been faster than the leader. He has a 2.8 second gap and he's in traffic. So man, let us look at all we can here. He was a race winner here in 2016, and he's going to be a stage winner here right now. Green and white checkered flag is out. Martin Truex Jr. across the line. It is stage win number three of 2020 for Martin Truex Jr. Stage one of MTJ. And I ain't heard that in a while. Good job, boys. Yeah, we got a spin off turn number four, and it's Bubba Wallace, I believe, who has spun down on the apron. It is. It's Bubba Wallace. All right, now hold the brake, hold the brake, hold the brake, hold the brake, hold the brake. What'd you feel? Like, I, I thought he got into it and dumped it. The car just shut off and then re-engaged. I don't know if it popped out of gear or what, but it came back and jolted and spun around. No contest as Truex continues to slice his way through the field. The old tires are feeling pretty rough, man. Yeah, copy. You're still driving away from everybody else, sir. High forward, you're doing great. 45 on five. Mike, I was just about to talk about Clint Boyer. I mean, he had himself kind of locked back around 10th, 12th, that area for a while. Now he's broke loose. He's up in the sixth position. You should drive best. You drove all night right here. P6, clear by two. Before we, yeah, we just ran the best lap of the race. Stay hungry, brother. Your best lap of the race there with this better air. Martin Truex Jr. dials the bottom. Slide job across the nose. They're both in the fence. Clear, bear. clear, 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 Oh, but a matter of inches over Austin Dillon. Oh, that's a crossover. You're fine. You're fine. Just bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. Hell yeah, boys. What a fight. Way to fight. I don't even know how we did that. Great job. Hell of a job. Hell yeah. That's why you never give up, boys. That's this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks from the Darlington Raceway. That win was Kevin Harvick's eighth of the 2020 season. In a moment. We'll hear from Kevin Harvick and later NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series winner Ben Rose will join us. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long flow can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Hi. Um, guess we should talk about something. <laughs> How's the um, vermicelli game in your town? Got any good Vietnamese restaurants? Vermicelli? Oh, it's a noodle. Very good. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The Xfinity fastest lap in Sunday's Cookout Southern 500 at Darlington was turned in by Martin Truex Jr. He turned in a speed of 168.694 miles an hour, and it happened 
on lap 252 of 367. The Xfinity Fastest Lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast, that was Xfinity Fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Kevin Harvick joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. The playoffs are finally underway, and NASCAR today is ready to keep you in contention. Turns out I kind of like that spot. <laughs> it worked out pretty well. Each weekday, we'll bring you the drivers making a difference as they fight to make the championship four in Phoenix. If you're already looking at the round eight, you got to get there first. Join me, Woody Kane, as we keep an ear to the ground to let you know what drivers are thinking. Clean up these mistakes. My God, we've made a lot of mistakes this year. That's NASCAR today, right here, every weekday. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Sunday evening, Kevin Harvick won his second Southern 500 at Darlington. MRN's Kurt Becker talked with Kevin about his win and his thoughts on this year's playoffs. Martin Truex Jr. dials the bottom. Slide job across the nose. They're both in the fence. Heavy hits for both Truex and Elliott. Can they keep going? They are still rolling down the back straight away. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything. Um, you know, Timmy came on the radio and, and told me that, that the leaders had just wrecked. Um, and, you know, at that particular point, the, you know, the, the whole game changes just because of the fact that, um, you know, obviously I knew we were running third. So at that point it was managing, you know, what I had behind me and, and trying to make sure that I didn't make any big mistakes to, uh, to give up big chunks of time. So, um, you know, as, as we went through the next couple laps, obviously I could, I could see the, the nine and, and um, 19 getting, getting uh, progressively closer to me as, as we were making laps. And, and the 19 pitted there. And, and I, when I passed the nine, I saw that, that he was all tore up. So it was definitely a strange uh, cycle of, of laps there over those uh, four or five laps. Boy, Harvick appears to be somewhat off the pace, and Austin Dillon is there. Here they come, racing back to the checkered flag, and Kevin Harvick is going to get there first. To get out of that race car and have all that emotion and finally have somebody to share it with and, you know, get a reaction that that comes with uh, your excitement uh, from the fans and, and... um, you know, to to have that enthusiasm that goes hand in hand with your the things that you say and the things that you do and the reactions that you get, um, it felt really good. That's the that's the first race that I've won this year that anybody's been here. Um, but you know, I think back you know to the first race here, and you know, for for me, that was really the moment that put it all into perspective of, of where we were and what we were doing and the and the you know how drastic of a situation it was when, you know, you have all that enthusiasm to share with nobody and just dead silence. So it felt really, really good uh, to have some some cheering fans in the, in the grandstands and, and be able to uh, experience that again. You seem to be someone, Kevin, that has always retained a strong affinity for your roots, the way you came up in racing. I know that you have been very direct about the fact that you want to see NASCAR stay connected to fans at the grassroots level. 
You've taken a lot of initiatives in recent years through KHI management, through special sponsorships and other initiatives at grassroots level, local weekly uh, short tracks. With the COVID-19 pandemic and the way it's affected the economy and such, has that limited your ability to do those things in 2020? It, it has, and, and we've kind of paused everything that um, that we've done, uh, you know, from our short track programs, as many of them, you know, didn't start racing. Um, some of them didn't race at all. It just depends on, you know, that, that part of the country. So, you know, obviously uh, a lot has changed this year in, in the way that you go about things and the things that you do. Um, so, you know, we, we were definitely just um, sitting back, kind of waiting on uh, what next year brings and, and how everybody's going to tackle uh, getting their racetracks, uh, you know, back in line with, with a full season. So let's talk about the cup playoffs. 57 playoff points, top seed, magnificent regular season. There's been so much talk that Kevin Harvick has all these playoff points. He's so good at Phoenix in particular. So yeah, Kevin's gonna breeze right into Phoenix and boy, this is really gonna be his year. Do you cringe as a driver? Are you suspicious at all when people start looking that far down the road? <laughs> I know I can't look that far down the road. And, uh, you know, I think for, for me is, is um, you know, we wanna focus on what we're doing this week. And, and there's a lot in between that, that has to happen. No matter if you have a lot of points or no points, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's definitely best to focus one week at a time. Uh, reevaluate on Monday morning and, and get ready for the next week and, and know the task at hand. So there's just there's so many different things that, that can go um, in so many different directions as, as you get to the playoffs and, and you know having the, the different styles of racetracks this year will definitely play a role in, in how all that goes and, and you definitely want to um, you know try to you know keep yourself as focused on on the current week as possible. How much is you giving feedback and input to Rodney? How much is Rodney offering suggestions to you as you guys agree on a setup for the car this weekend? Yeah, well, I leave all that to them. You know, I, I try to give them the, you know, the, the feedback during the race and, and after the race, if there's something that, that sticks out, you know, I'll, I'll definitely try to, uh, you know, make sure that that, that message is, is uh, you know, brought to their attention. But, you know, for the most part, um, you know, the things that we talk about during the race and, and after the race, uh, they, they put all that stuff in their notes. And when we show back up, it's usually better than it was the last time that we were there. So they do a great job of, of uh, preparing the cars and taking that information. And, and the way that we communicate now uh, seems to be much more brief than what it used to be without any uh, uh, human interaction. Um, it's all all the uh, virtual meetings and things that happen now just seem to happen a lot faster. So it's uh, it's definitely a different way to prepare. And, and I think a lot of that is is definitely the preparation of, um, you know, what you think you need to do on that particular week to prepare for that particular race. And it, it varies from, you know, my comfort level of, of what racetrack we're going to. So uh, they've done a great job and, and they continue to just uh, bring great race cars to the track. And, and hopefully we can keep capitalizing on that. Before we let you go, Kevin, I know that uh, you're very competitive. You wouldn't be in this sport if you weren't. So with that being the case, you've had a tremendous regular season, top seed coming into the playoffs. If there is no championship at the end of the trail this year, will you still be able to look back at the 2020 season and remember it fondly? Absolutely. You know, I, I think as, as you look at this season and, and you look at all the things that we've done, winning the championship is tough. It's it's not like Earnhardt and Petty used to do it. You know, it's it's uh, 
you know, the, the reason that this format was put into place was to was to definitely make it more interesting uh, for for the exact reason that we were in this year when, when you have a huge points lead and and, you know, things are, are not as interesting as, as they need to be down the line. So this is an intense format. And, you know, I think uh, we, we all understand that that, uh, you know, things are, you know, might not work out. But, you know, obviously you hope that they do. And, and uh, in the end, we'll just race week to week and see how it falls. That's your cookout Southern 500 race winner, Kevin Harvick. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll talk to the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series Darlington winner, Ben Rhodes. And later, we'll chat with Kyle Busch about his winless 2020 so far. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Wild drive starts at NASCAR's Lady in Black. And for 16 drivers, all or nothing the rest of the way. Fighting off elimination at the greatest tracks in the show. Threading the needle through the big one. Fighting for the right to duel in the desert. Everything possible, nothing guaranteed. Yes, please. The NASCAR Playoffs, presented by Coca-Cola. This Saturday at Richmond on NBCSN. We'll talk NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series Racing next with Ben Rhodes. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee Beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. This is NASCAR Live. And Rhodes dives low on the entrance to turn number one. Now slides up to the outside wall. He begins to pull away. Two truck lengths. Three, four, five on the back straightaway. Truck truck bounces off the outside wall off turn two. Everybody gets away up front. Ben Rhodes for the final time. will lead him through turns three and four. Off the corner, Ben Rhodes, the Louisville, Kentucky native on Kentucky Derby weekend. Comes off turn number four. And Ben Rhodes wins the South Carolina Education Lottery 200 at the Darlington Raceway. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us on this week's NASCAR Live. That's how it sounded Sunday on the Motor Racing Network. Ben Rhodes going back to Gatorade Victory Lane earlier today. Our Kyle Ricky had a chance to chat with Ben about winning at the track Too Tough to Tame and being locked in to the 2020 Truck Series playoffs. 
Ben, a, a thrilling event to uh, begin a busy race day on Sunday afternoon for the trucks. Uh, first off, congratulations on picking up your first win of the season. Yeah, thanks so much. That was, um, that was huge for us. I'm still feeling it. I feel like I can just, you know, breathe easy and kind of relax a little bit. We got momentum on our side now. We're going to Richmond. We're, I haven't seen the official uh, standing or lineup yet, but I think we'll probably be like first or second. Um, and that's momentum. You know, that's the definition of momentum. We got that going for us. We need to keep it. We need to keep all the start positions we can heading into Bristol in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, in a bit, but I'll jump into it now since you mentioned it. Momentum, they say the best time to have it is right before or during the playoffs, and it seems like you have it, so you're a believer in, in momentum. You know, I mean, if, well, especially right now where where your your starting position is dictated off your finishing results and your points and uh, your your fastest laps. So, I mean, that's, that's huge right now. Um, I would say momentum is bigger – with no practice and the current policies in NASCAR than ever before. So yeah, I'm a big believer of it. And you know, it's, it's huge for my team because my team, a lot of guys on my team have never won before. Um, so like, this is a, you know, it's validation for them. You know, everybody needs that first win for, for some validation and my guys finally got it and they got it at one of their favorite tracks. So yeah, I'm happy and proud for them. They put them in a lot of work and, you know, we weren't the we weren't the fastest truck all day at Darlington by any means, but we were we were about a third, fourth place truck. I think if we got the lead though, I could have held them off, um, just with the difficulty of the track and and you know the groove is the groove is hard to fit two two trucks in there. So I could make my truck pretty wide if need be. <laughs> let's uh let's revisit the uh, final couple of laps uh, that overtime finish in the South Carolina Education Lottery 200 on Sunday. Uh, walk us through it, the pass for the lead with uh, you and, and Derek Krause going at it. They're hot and heavy in those closing circuits. Yeah, you know, I come into the restart zone. I saw him lagging back a whole lot, trying to get a jump on me and kind of concerned me. I wasn't very happy about it. I didn't really, I did the opposite of what I needed to do. Um, so I, I kind of messed that up on the restart zone. And he, he got the jump on me either way. And we were about even actually, but he, he closed up that distance. And then he got a huge uh push from behind and that shot him past me pretty quick so uh I didn't really have a push and I was just kind of a sitting duck going into turn one and uh eventually going into turn one I got a huge run on the outside never lifted and uh he I don't know I guess he was too shallow and pointed wrong for turn two and and uh almost hit the wall and got loose and uh when he did that he was trying to save it but I think he saw that I was already set up to pass him on the bottom so he went ahead and pulled down, saving it even further than maybe he would have to try to block me, maybe. And he was still collecting it, so I just shot right back to the outside. And uh, by that point, I was there, and I don't think there was much he could have done. So uh, it worked out perfectly. I, I don't know if I could have envisioned. Like, I knew I had a run, and I was going to go down the back stretch, and we were, he was going to be to my bumper going into turn four or turn three. So I wasn't, like, real happy about the situation I was going to be in. But, oh, it worked out perfectly. High side is what I wanted. and. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have made it, you know, any better. A lot of people looking to the playoffs, including Derek. Uh, you are you were fairly comfortable on points, a very consistent year. He's the first guy outside looking in. One, did you even know that? And two, is there any concern with you know who you were racing there those last two laps that he's pretty desperate right now? You know. Um... I think the attitude on my team, because I asked after the race, I told my team, I said, hey, you know, if 
if I was running second and I was close enough to make a very exciting move for the win that may not pay off and could potentially really hurt this truck, would you all have been okay with it of me just doing something crazy if I had to? And they said 100%. Because I think after the second stage, I think we clinched the spot in the playoffs off points. So we were okay to try to get wins. We needed bonus points at that point. So, I mean, we were kind of, we're kind of in a similar boat as him, but not really. Um, he almost had to point race more than us. And at that point, we kind of turned off into a playoff contender and, and we needed the points. So it, it, to me, I was going to do something crazy if we needed to, to try to get the win. I didn't want to wreck a truck, of course, but um, if I had to go in there and use up a truck and use up somebody else, I was going to be okay with it because our series doesn't, our series isn't very clean. We're, we're truckers. We race tough and hard and there's a lot of contact in this series. Um, so I would just be giving it back for once. Uh, your thoughts about going to Richmond, a track that the series hasn't been to in a number of years, but you raced in the old K&N East Series there a couple, several years ago, finishing second to Cole Custer. Uh, does those laps mean anything all these years later when we go back there Thursday night? Oh, uh, I, I think so. Actually, you know, it's funny. The K&N race happened so fast because it was a, um, like a rain out. Uh, yeah. The next day we raced in the morning. And... I thought that was good experience, but I remember the Denny Hamlin short track showdown races better when I raced there in late model stocks against, I mean, how could I not forget it? It was, I was racing against Kyle Busch. I had Marcus Ambrose in my ear and he's like, congrats, mate. You just passed Kyle Busch. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't know, 15 when this was happening. So I'm racing against all my heroes and, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin's there, Jeff Burton's there. And, uh, I mean, you, you got all these stars of the sport that it were, I was racing against. So I remember that vividly. Um, and I remember my line vividly, but it really shocked me when I hopped into from a late model to a big heavy Canaan car, how different it drove. And now I've got another step in that direction. Like I went from something, you know, pretty agile, pretty nice to, you know, more power, more speed, but you know, really, really hard to drive in the corners to something that's even worse in the corners. I mean, we have these trucks with these huge roofs and roll cages that are going to be rolled over like crazy. Uh, the track has gotten more worn out. I, I know that from talking to people and, and just watching it every year, it's gotten more and more gray and people are putting more of an emphasis on, um, you know, their, their forward drives. So for me, I'm going there expecting like a, uh, like a Greenville Pickens or a Hickory that I grew up on racing where, you know, you, you, you really got to be careful with your stuff. You can wear it out pretty fast. It's just a good short track with some long straightaways. That's NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series winner Ben Rhodes. Motor Racing Network will have coverage of the Toyota Care 250 from Richmond Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Yes, that's right. Trucks back at Richmond and another midweek race to punctuate that as well. Coming up next... We'll chat about Kyle Busch and his winless streak this year. And later, Clint Boyer will be on the show. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long flow can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So the, the weather is just all over the place lately, right? One day it's hot and the next day it's, uh, it's windy for a while. It's like, make up your mind already. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. 
It works fast, and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast, and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. If you can't get enough of NASCAR talk, be sure to stop by MRN.com. We've got special podcast shows as well as weekly shows like MRN Crew Call, MRN Out Loud, NASCAR Coast to Coast, and more. It's all free to download at MRN.com. Coming up, we'll talk about Kyle Busch and his winless 2020 season. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast. Presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's rather unusual that a defending champion has trouble the following year to find victory lane. Kyle Busch is 27 races into 2020 without a win. It happens from time to time. And for more on this topic, here's Motor Racing Network's Jason Toy. In the modern era of NASCAR, which began in 1972, only a handful of drivers have suffered through winless streaks after winning their respective championship. In 1973, Benny Parsons won the cup championship, but fell in a slump the following year and failed to check off a victory. It wasn't until 1975 that Parsons would go back to victory lane in the Daytona 500. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your champion of Daytona, Benny Parsons. Parsons in the LG DeWitt automobile has won the Daytona 500. What an upset. What a great race for Benny Parsons. Last year, so disastrously bad for him. And now he's won the greatest race of them all, the Daytona 500. In 1980, Dale Earnhardt Sr. won his first championship driving for Rod Osterlund. Dale Earnhardt, the brand new Winston Cup champion. Dale, how do you feel right now? Well, first of all, I want to thank the good Lord for seeing us through the whole year and, you know, letting us win the champion. The team switched from Chevrolet to Pontiac the following season. And the Intimidator didn't win in 1981. He finally made it back to the winner's circle in the spring of 1982 while driving for Bud Moore. Parsons and Earnhardt are the only two drivers to go winless the following season. There are several champions that went deep into the following year without winning. After winning the 1996 Cup Championship, Texas Terry Labonte went 29 races into the season 
before winning at Talladega. Terry Labonte out in front of Bobby, who looks high, who looks low. They come to the tri-oval. Labonte is not going to be able to get alongside his brother. And to the stripe, it'll be Terry Labonte winning the Sears Die Hard 500. A beautiful third to first move with two laps to go. And the defending NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion gets his first victory of the 97 season. The 2012 Cup champion, Brad Keselowski, went 31 races in the next season before winning in Charlotte in mid-October. Fast forward to this year, Kyle Busch is on a similar path after winning the 2019 championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. Career win number 56, championship number two, off turn four, looking at the checkered flag and Kyle Busch scores the win here at the home. Busch knows that a win needs to come soon if he's gonna make it two championships in a row. You definitely got to turn it on right now and to be able to have a good opportunity to come out here and, and run strong. And like I said, you know, if we can have a good opening round here, collect some of those playoff points, then um, that only helps the next round. And the next round is going to be the most challenging one in having Talladega and the Charlotte Roval in there that um, aren't two of our best tracks to have to get through. But uh, we ran strong at Kansas, so maybe we can win Kansas. You know, if you win you win a race each round boom it's easy it's done you're all the way to phoenix already so um and, you know we haven't won in over a year almost so you know it, it seems it sounds easy but it seems very hard the next two tracks are very good for kyle bush at richmond he has six wins and at bristol he has eight it's hard to imagine that kyle will lose either one of those races but then again as he's reminded us on several occasions it is 2020 Coming up on NASCAR Live, Clint Boyer will stop by, and later we'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. Stewart Haas Racing's Clint Boyer will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, this is Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 43 Victory Junction Chevrolet Camaro. Victory Junction is a year-round camp for children living with serious and chronic medical conditions. Each year, nearly 10,000 children and their families get the chance to play, laugh, and do things they never thought possible at Victory Junction at no cost. You can make a difference in a child's life and feel your heart race. Support Victory Junction by texting Bubba to 36413 or donating online at victoryjunction.org slash donate now. You might think your old vehicle is nothing more than a piece of junk, but to children in our racing communities, your vehicle can help them live happier and healthier lives. Join others in your community. Put your vehicle to good use and donate it today. It's easy. We'll pick it up for free. Act now to have your car, truck, boat, or other vehicle towed and auction off. You'll get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds all for the kids. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. 
This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, Motor Racing Network's Kim Kuhn chat with Stuart Haas Racing's Clint Boyer about this year's playoff run. Well, when we look at the playoffs, a lot of people say that they amp things up, but does your focus really change? Because each week you're looking to win. It doesn't seem any different in that respect. So do things actually change when the playoffs start? They do. Again, schedule is such a long, grueling schedule. It just kind of gets to going through those summer months. You're like, what in the hell are we doing? My God, come bring something on, you know? You need a new rabbit to chase. They're old rabbits worn out. Um, you know, so definitely we've got a new rabbit out over the hood and, and we're going to be chasing that thing for all we're worth. Um, you know, I think that uh, the playoffs do ramp up in a big way. There's big business to be made, a lot of money on the line in the playoffs, uh, and it's all just one race at a time. You know, that's that's the way you got to take it. We've got to race to our capabilities within these playoff races. If we can do that, I'm telling you, we can go rounds. I've said it time and time again. Not every race team has capabilities. Our race team, you can see the number four out there and what Stuart Haas Racing is capable of doing. We've got to clean up our mistakes with a 14 car, and if we can do that, we're capable of going out and doing the same thing they're doing. All four of the SHR cars made it into the postseason, including rookie, youngster, Cole Custer. So does having your three teammates also competing for a title helpful? Is it hurtful in ways? What's the vibe? Strength in numbers and look at the manufacturer in Ford. My God. Yeah, half the playoff spots. Half the playoff spots. There is no manufacturer that's invested more in motorsports and in our sport of NASCAR than Ford. There's nobody, not even close. And the results speak for themselves. That being said, Stuart Haas Racing has four of those eight. We've got a, a strong chance to, to not only keep knocking people out of these rounds and narrowing it down, but race for that championship i mean that four car has been the benchmark all year long and and we've got to go out there and and you know run with them and and i feel like we can do that so you you just speak volumes to the job that everybody's doing at stuart haas racing especially in these unprecedented times it's no different at a race shop than it is at home it sucks you've got to go longer hours you've got to pull it's you're getting pulled nine million different directions i mean these men and women at the shop are going through the same things we're going through at home with homeschooling, trying to figure out what to do with their kids. Oh my God, I got to go and make sure that Kevin and, and Clint and Eric and, and Cole's cars are fast. Um, I just can't imagine, you know, what all they're going through. But again, it's it's no different than any other household in America, um, except for we got the playoffs starting now. We've got to, everybody's got to pull in the same direction. That takes longer hours. And, and pulling from everybody. So uh, um, just proud of the effort that everybody's been able to put into this season so far. And and, and the push for these final 10 is, is pretty uh, unbelievable. Greg Zipidelli recently said they'd like to keep the lineup the same for 2021. Your thoughts on your future and why SHR has been a really good fit for you. I love, you know, the fit factor for me is everything. Uh, you walk in the door and it's racers. I, there's no fluff and buff. I mean, you can look at me. There's there's no smoke and mirrors. There's no fluff and buff. Just a good old country bum racer, you know. And and that's what that's what you see at Stuart Haas. They speak your language. I mean, I a guy like Tony Gibson. I mean, it's just a prime example of the people that Stuart Haas has. 
um, you know, and the investment that Gene Haas puts into that for all of our behalfs, you know, uh, it's just the total package. It really is. And it's a perfect fit for me. Uh, if I'm going to be in a race car, that's where I want to be. And, um, you know, we're working on the future, but honestly, it's playoff time and I ain't got time to worry about any of that stuff. Looking forward to some of the other rounds. We've got some challenging tracks for the cutoff races this season. Bristol this round and the Charlotte Roval, then Martinsville. Which of those concerns you the most? I like all of them, to be honest with you. Um, we ran second at Bristol again. That doesn't mean anything, but it's got a little bit of confidence. It means something. We ran good uh, good enough to run second, beat all of them but one last time we were there. Maybe we can up that a little bit and, uh, you know, win our way into to, uh, to the next round. Um, good racetracks for me. I like this first round, and, and then that Roval kicking off the next one, and then Martinsville is a, one of my best racetracks. I like those cutoffs. Well, because of current events, you kind of uh, noted it, you've had more time at home than seasons before. So what have you done with the extra downtime? And I know you've got two little ones. Can you even consider it downtime when you've got two Rugrats running around? I got a pretty good wife, so that helps a lot. Make no mistake about it. Uh, you take that part of the equation out and it's pure hell. Um, but uh, uh, it's been fun. Honestly, there's a lot of, there's things to learn in anything and any setback. And, and man, I know there's a lot of bad things going on with, with this pandemic. But if you really, really think about some of the core things, core values that, that are healthy for you in your life, slowing down a little bit wasn't a bad thing. You know, sitting there on the front porch with literally nothing to do. Tell you what, let's, uh, we're going to get to know each other again. You know what I mean? I mean, those are all things that people, today's society and how fast we all go about our business and how our phones direct our lives and social media and all that. I mean, I just got tired. I love interacting with my fans, but I got tired of the media and all the other crap and the things that the tools that you usually used, it just didn't matter anymore. You're in a pandemic. There's nothing open. There's nowhere to go. Every, the, the politicians are fighting like they never have before. It's like it was a it was a breath of fresh air to just let go, let go of your phone and go out there and sit in a tractor and rework an old field or, or you know, today I was I was cutting hay. When I when a race car driver goes out and, and you know cuts hay or does something like that on heavy equipment. We are extremely hard on stuff. I've tore more crap up in the last day and a half. Just trying to go too fast, trying to get it all done. I can go, I can do that, I can do that, you know, just more and more and more. And I've backed into stuff, tore stuff up, been on the, oh, it's, it's disaster. That's what I got up at daylight this morning and I've been clean, I've been fixing things that I tore up yesterday. So um, just honestly, sucks not being able to go places the worst is not being able to take my family my kids to to enjoy what we've always enjoyed and, and what i do and and chasing this dream of racing that's been the only drawback to all of it is they can't come if i could fix that and i could bring fans back to the racetrack and my family and nascar the rest of the world that anybody else can fight or do whatever they want to do if i could get everybody back to the racetrack at the place i love the most i'll be a-okay that's Stuart Haas racing driver, Clint Boyer. Always an entertaining interview with Clint. Coming up, we'll have 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. And later, we'll look back at the events of this week in NASCAR history.
Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or WingNation.com. Or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. Hey guys, I'm Corey Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Closing in on the checkered flag of this week's NASCAR Live. All this year, we've been celebrating seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson with a segment called 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Here's MRN's Kurt Becker. Jimmy Johnson won his first of seven championships in 2006. The 10-race playoff system at the time was called The Chase. Jimmy had a solid regular season that year, but thought his championship bid was over in the first race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Oh, into the wall, Jimmy Johnson. Hard lick, right front corner, straight into the safer barrier. A hard lick for the number two man in Nextel Cup points. Jimmy Johnson in the wall, and he has torn the low Chevrolet to pieces. It's hard to remember all the emotions at that point in time, but when I look back on it now, um, I would say that was a year or a chase when our momentum was taken away from us. And it kind of pulls back into the other question where, you know, does, can you overthink things? And we, we were pretty much down and out after the first race and felt like the way the season had gone up to that point that a top 10 average was going to win the championship. And it's been that way since really a top five average has kind of been the, the, the need to win. Um, so we, we just went, we could have easily given up or taken a, a negative approach or had you know, sour grape, whatever it was, and just didn't look at things the right way. But we didn't. We stayed in our world. We kept it simple, and we tried to collect points, and we kept fighting through each and every event. Um, and then just maybe when we probably had some good things going for us, Talladega happened and knocked us back down. Here's Jimmy Johnson. Final time down the back straightaway. Johnson dives to the bottom. They make contact. Johnson around. Earnhardt around. Sliding and slamming down on the inside lane. Brian Vickers leads the pack to three. After the crash at Talladega, Jimmy was eighth in the season standings with six races to go. But the 48 team regrouped by posting five consecutive top two finishes, including a win at the Martinsville Speedway. For the fifth time this year, Jimmy Johnson goes to victory lane. He'll score a victory for the second time in his career here at Martinsville Speedway, taking the Subway 500. When it was all said and done, Jimmy Johnson had finished 56 points ahead of second place Matt Kinson. Jimmy Johnson is going to be the 2006 NASCAR Nextel Cup Series champion. Momentum was really against us in the 2006 season, and it took other teams making mistakes to let us back in. And that's the, I mean, at times we think the chase, um, you know, it's it's a, a given that certain drivers are going to perform week in and week out, and it's a two-guy breakaway or a single-car breakaway. You just don't know. You've got to go run the race. You know, when you have four or 500-mile races, um, the, all the variables and moving components to a race with all the other cars and your mechanical issues or flat tires, 
I mean, it, you just can't, um, you can't give up, and that's what 2006 was about for a race team. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kurt. You can hear many more shows at MRN.com. Before we head to the house for this week's show, Susie Armstrong is here with This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. This week, we throw way back to the pre-modern era of NASCAR 1965. Stonewall, Texas-born Democrat Lyndon Baines Johnson ruled the White House with authority. Walter Cronkite's And That's the Way It Is broadcasting style earned the CBS Evening News anchor the most trusted man in America status. The Beatles needed no assistance to remain at the top of the charts with the British rock band's fifth studio album, Help. And gentleman Ned Jarrett apparently had all the support he needed, lapping the field 14 times to absolutely destroy the competition in the Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway. 1982, Atari relaunched the five-year-old VCS game console as the Atari 2600 video computer system, most of which met their fate in a New Mexico landfill, along with millions of much-maligned E.T. the extraterrestrial game cartridges. Sylvester Stallone delivers a triple knockout as Rocky III is number one at the box office, while Survivor's Rocky soundtrack, Eye of the Tiger, spied the top of the Billboard's Hot 100 for six consecutive weeks. And tough Cale Yarborough was scrappy as ever, duking it out with Petty and Earnhardt for his fifth and final win at the track, Too Tough to Tame. Coming around turn four, Cale Yarborough rewrites the record books at Darlington. The fans are waiting. He's coming down the front stretch. He gets the checkered flag, and Cale Yarborough wins the 33rd edition of the Southern 500 at Darlington. 2006, NFL fans switch channels as Monday Night Football laterals from broadcast to cable, with ABC passing the play-by-play to sister network ESPN after a 36-year run. Ratings were slightly up for reality TV show Big Brother All-Stars as 14 house guests wrapped up a seventh season on CBS with Mike Boogeyman Mallon squatting on the $500,000 grand prize. And Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch did the short track boogie swapping the lead with two to go in the Chevy Rock and Roll 400 at Richmond Raceway. Kevin Harvick with a masterful move in traffic on the next to last lap has got it by one car length. Final time into three. Here comes Bush to try it. One more time and here they come for the strike. Kyle pulls to the inside, gets a fender alongside. That's all he can do. Kevin Harvick completes the sweep at Richmond, winning the Bush race last night and tonight winning the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. And those are just some of the events from this this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Don't forget, Motor Racing Network will have live coverage of the Federated Auto Parts 400 from Richmond Raceway. It'll come your way Saturday night starting at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's all the time we have for for this week. We'd like to thank Kevin Harvick for stopping by, also Clint Boyer for joining us, and Ben Rose. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us as well. We'll chat with you again right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, Ride on Our Strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrion and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. 
Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.